you're new here, I'd like to join in on our many other conversations on the DYL podcast. My name is Samuel, and I believe you're here because you want better, you want higher. So let's have a go. All right, people, good evening from Nigeria. <laughs> so um, this is your show, the DYL show, Design Your Life. And today we have an interesting conversation entitled Design Not Default. And we have an interesting person with us, Lauren Grive. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> Hello, Nigeria. Okay. Okay, okay. That was how you just heard. She's, you know. She's super energetic. As soon as we go into the conversation, you're going to see a lot of that. So, um, Lauren, um, would you maybe just give us a backstory about, you know, um, your story so far and how you've come down the path of design or default? And yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm so thrilled to be here, especially because our shared interest in design and designing your life and design, um, you know, by design, not by default. How I got here is that I absolutely love and believe that there are amazing, amazing designers and marketers out there. Oftentimes, they don't know how to design their careers or market themselves. And so part of my mission, my key mission in my professional life and even in my personal life is to bring them through a methodology that allows them not just to find their next opportunity, but actually to be found for it. So, you know, we all want to be seen as somebody that is of great value. And that is absolutely what my mission is all about oh fascinating i mean be found we're going to come back to that you know i just noted that be found that's that like highlight of our conversation today um so um, um just before i come um to that part of the conversation um i remember when we had a conversation you actually were speaking to our audience because i told you our audience was between 23 27 um about 80% and then you know, we got talking and then you, you know, you spoke about the fact that, you know, um, as young people, you know, you've got one of the good things about being young is that you've got little or no responsibility. I mean, so you've got a whole time to, you know, you know, put yourself out there, do your thing. And I mean, yeah, that's all you're saying, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the time in your life that you can explore and very importantly, take some calculated risks okay wow okay so that's 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 interesting that's interesting um so i would want to ask you a question and that would be um just jump right into our conversation for today um so um i was listening to one of your talks and you made mention of you know some people come and say hey look I don't know how to sell myself. I mean, I don't know how to put myself out there. You know, I just don't know what to do. I think I should just stay in my space and, you know, just hope something happens. So, I mean, um, for lots of audience, um, they are facing that same situation now. So um, I think what do you say to that just before we get into 
Yes. And um, I'm, I'm here is I'm not 27. I'm not even close. But I'm going to share with you some things that I wish I had known when I was that age. And being in a proactive and assertive position to be, you're not going to be able to control everything. Okay. But to the degree, but to the degree that you can steer, it will help. Now, oftentimes at that age, you don't really know what what you want or don't want, and it's part of the exploration. Is yeah, you're you're gonna find out things. Oh, I, I love this company. I like their mission, but then you know you might get there, and there's no organization. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of trial and error, but okay. at the same time. If you don't want to put yourself out there, then you can't expect for people to find you. So they're not yeah. going to find something that's invisible. <laughs> okay, that's fascinating. I like that. They're not, take note of that. They're not going to find something that's invisible. Wow. Okay. Um, and and to that end, to that end, if you are all that, and I hope you are. You know, you do not want to be the best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That, that's, I mean, that's some punchlines. Yeah, okay. Wow, that, that's, um, so, um, wow, that's pretty interesting. I mean, if not that this is, you know, you know, we can keep playing this over and over, over and over since it's a podcast. I would say take note of that, you know, just mark that somewhere. Um, so, um, Lauren, um, just also one of the things I, I remember you said was, um, yeah, for people still in the same situation, um, you talked about personal story. You said personal story sells better, you know, um, um, when you're all in out, you know, finding what to do and you think, you know, it's outside you and all that. So I don't know if that, there's a connection between that there, you know, um, personal story, building your personal story, how you can find it, and this question of I don't really know what to put out there and all that. Yes, and and I want to um, thank you for asking that question because sometimes it can be very tricky, right? They're not, you're not there to tell your personal story. You know, I grew up in this place and I did this and this and this. When I'm talking about your personal story, what I'm talking about is how your experience can benefit that organization, right? What okay. it is in your story that is in alignment maybe with their mission, something that you are able to share that makes you very quirky and maybe it's a quirky company, maybe you're an innovator and you wanna be able to really be seen in that light so you're going to tell stories, personal stories about where and how you've innovated. So the reason why I'm bringing up personal stories also is because they are so memorable, 68% more memorable than throwing out facts and figures. Okay. Okay. And facts and figures are boring. I mean, yeah. if you just put that out there, it's like eating cardboard. So much, much better to be able to, bring some color and some personality into the story. And that way people are able to remember it and attach it to you. 
Okay. 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 Um, I think definitely that's that's it. So, um, so overall, just to get a picture clear and to make sure that um, our conversation is really, um, I mean, what we mean actually by design by default is we're speaking to the fact that um, well, there's no new on this um, show. Um, that you should be in the driver's seat of your life. Yes, some things may not be. COVID was not in our control. I mean, it just came. And yeah, so those are some of the few things that leave, leaves us humble, you know, leaves us human, and all that makes us depend more. And uh, yeah, so those things are there. But, you know, but essentially, um, a number of things are within our control, and how we chart a course for ourselves is within our control. And if we don't take, you know, um, that action, you know, no one is going to, you know, it's not going to, no one's going to produce you. I mean, I had a quote somewhere, I mean, be your producer. I mean, no one's going to produce, you no one is going to shoot you, you know, shoot yourself, you know, shoot some movies there, you know, put yourself out there. So, you know, that's just the whole idea of this conversation. Okay, interesting um, part we're on right now. Um, so I'm particularly thrilled, you know, you talked about, um, um, most of your clients being found. Um, yeah, I remember. So that speaks to strategic positioning. Okay, so um, as a young person still trying to, um, um, there's actually a question, as a young person trying to, trying to develop, trying to, you know, there's lots of energy, you know, you can do lots of things, you're passionate about lots of things. Um, there could be that temptation to be involved with, numerous things at the same time and perhaps one of the downside is that you never really get um, to focus on something or maybe develop enough skill sets for a particular thing so you know it just leaves you at the surface level and, and probably you won't be at the best position to actually put yourself out there because you know you probably don't have so much to offer so i don't know if you can speak to that how what's the line you know how do we balance up the idea of, you know, doing so, you know, a lot of people on the show, you know, have, you know, we're talking about being multi-talented, you know, lots. I have lots of talent. I could do this, do this. I could do hundreds of stuff. I'm passionate about everything. Like, I could just delve into things. So how do you, and um, what's your advice when you're regarding that? What do you say to that concept? Absolutely. So one of the, one of the things I do want to clarify is, when, I, when we're talking about putting ourselves out there, I think it's really important that could be classified or described as networking. It could be described as building a presence on LinkedIn. It could be, it could be a number of things, you know, setting up informational interviews so that you are exploring different companies. So putting yourself out there is an opportunity to exercise those passions. So if you like sports, by all means, start connecting with people who are birds of a feather, who love sports too. Maybe they work at companies that sell sporting goods. Maybe they are in the broadcast space. Identify those passions and then learn about what they're talking about for sure on LinkedIn. Follow them, find out what their content is about, comment and not, you know, we call them, you know, kind of like throwaway comments, not like, great, oh, I like that. 
you know, bring some <laughs> value, bring some value to that so that they can see that you are one of them. Okay. And that you are that you are somebody that knows the space and can participate in those conversations. Okay. 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 So interesting clarity there um, about putting yourself out there, the networking, you know, um, LinkedIn is a great place to actually put yourself, get in a conversation, you know, a flowing conversation and, you know, just find the right audience and some sort there's a, there's, um, yeah, you just get to flow in, you know, in that's your area of um, interest or your passion or whatever it is. So, you know, there are lots of opportunity now, you know, everyone can always find a space, find a niche. I think, you know, regardless of what interest is, regardless of passion, you just find some sort of professionals, some sort of people in that same space. And, you know, you could always, you know, strategically position yourself. So I, I'm, I think I want to delve a bit into the idea of strategic positioning as a young professional. Um, uh, yeah, either being an entrepreneur, be, uh, you know, being just a corporate employee, um, strategic positioning. So what are some of the, um, I, I, you just mentioned one, you know, you know, don't, don't just throw comments there, you know, um, you know, um, curate some sort of content that, you know, can be engaged. But if, if I'm right, then I don't know if you could just generally put in some tips there, how some, you can really strategically position yourself as a young professional, just two years into your professional space, three years and all. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, we talked about commenting. Commenting um, is something that you can do on LinkedIn and build up the muscle of practicing and learning about the industry, right? So that's like contributing to other people's. And, and what I do want to also just backtrack a tiny bit and say, LinkedIn is completely underutilized so wow. underutilized and it's wow. especially underutilized by a lot of people who are beginning their careers and i don't have a reason for that other than to say um you know get on the bus because it will take you very far and it's free so there is, there is a over 760 million people on LinkedIn and it is a professional playground. So in addition to commenting on other people's content and what they're talking about and following what their, what their posts are, you as a young creative or young marketer or young professional can also write your own content. And again, that is so underutilized. About 2% of the audience on LinkedIn writes content regularly. Wow. And so you do not need to write every single day, but, but be consistent. Be consistent with when you are. So if you're going to do it three times a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, you know, if those are the days that, that you're going to contribute by all means. And after you are able to contribute on other people's content, especially within your specific area of interest, 
they will in time as you are giving the love away they will start to engage with your content it will not happen overnight and most people they don't see that return right away so they're like ah this isn't working and then they quit um so that's part of the strategy is staying consistent um the other piece of the strategy is very very important um again backtracking just a little bit is the reminder that linkedin is not a mirror or carbon copy of your resume online do not treat it exactly the same because it, it is not the same okay. uh, first of all first of all a resume is going to go much more in depth you're going to use linkedin as a way to you know whet their appetite and get them excited about who you are there's lots of ways to do that and i can get a little bit deeper but the main takeaway that i want you to understand about your linkedin profile is that it should it should behave like a landing page so that it converts it drives some kind of call to action it could be a view is an action it could be a, a, somebody sees you and they want to connect it could be a direct message it could be people like i said you contributing to your content you'll never really know exactly who was there because many many people are just spend their time on linkedin lurking right they're just they're, they're just lurking around but but it it does have heavy 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 influence especially in a competitive marketplace one profile may just be very bland and not have any you know um utilization of the banner at the top and perhaps it's just a generic background or a picture that's old or a picture that doesn't really connect the eyes with the viewer those those are really some important some important elements as is your headline and the about section so those are the banner picture headline and about section are the key areas that really really need to have some specific focus and attention okay okay now that you mention it i mean you know people you've got to check out lauren's cover story i mean it's one of it's fascinating i was just uh, you know looking at it some a while back i was like wow this was fascinating so that was the way you know to engage i was like whoa so you know when you were speaking about the fact that linkedin was not your resume come on you know you've got to put in more life there you got to fascinate engage people you know, I just remembered your cover story. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, so please check it out, you know, and, you know, let's get. So um, speaking about um, consistency, um, we just have, you know, we have barely eight minutes left. Um, speaking about consistency, I would like you to weigh in a bit on that. Um, you know, you mentioned the fact it's true, it, it happens common for um, our audience on DYL where we've got people, 
you know, you can't really stay consistent. You know, after a week or two, you make some posts there, yeah, it wasn't engaged, you know, two likes there, yeah, two reactions, you know, just like the typical way of the common, you know, social media, you know, it looks like no one really cares about this. And maybe after a month or two, you know, we just you know, relapse and all that. So speaking about um, um, consistency, I see the idea of discipline, you know, tying in with that. So um, I don't know if you can speak to that. What are ways or um, will I say strategies to actually get, you know, you consistent, consistent, you know? Yes. Um, I will, I will share one of the most critical areas that is extremely achievable and consistent that any of your wonderful listeners can take advantage of as far as a networking strategy. So if you are working and if you're not working, the idea is to have two coffees, whether they're virtual or whether they're in person a day, five days a week right? That's an mm. hour a day. Very doable. Half an hour, two coffees. At the end of that week, that's 10. At the end of the month, it's 40. At the end of the year, that is, and trust me, those people that you're going to be meeting, if you, and you build that relationship, those people are going to be invaluable to you. It's 480 people, nearly 500 people that you could meet in that year. Wow. So wow. That, is, that is, and each one of those people knows about five, 700 people. So wow. that's a way to spider out all of you know, the, the impact of your network. And if it's not that person, you ask them at the end, who else would you suggest that I speak to? And let it continue to build from there. Because the more equity you put in relationships, the less reliant you are on the applicant tracking systems. And also that equity, it compounds year over year over year over year. So instead of, instead of the efforts that you're spending, or in addition, I should say, to the efforts that you're spending applying online, you're also building a network that you'll be able to use for the rest of your career. Well, okay. okay. So that's in conclusion, we're talking here about building capital. I know you, you mentioned personal, professional, within that's a long-term um, sort of investment. Um, okay, okay. Um, um, so before just we um, for wrapping up, I just want to say that um, um, are there some one or two advice you're giving to you know young professionals that are maybe discouraged and you know are yeah um, they just feel that um, um, yeah probably discouraged and, you know, they just cannot keep up with consistency. Now, speaking about the idea of attitude and character, so are there some, you know, little hacks or tweaks, something that young people could actually do to 
you know, keep them consistent at a particular, you know, maybe the particular, um, say, posting or, you know, putting up your post there. Full comment, you know, just being there intentionally, being intentional. What I think is is really, um, you know, sometimes sometimes this gets overlooked, and a lot of times it does, and it doesn't just apply to your career. It really applies because at some point you're going to get a job, and there's not going to you're not going to love everything about this job, and so. Yeah whether it's in your career, in your personal life, or in other places, your mindset, and especially in the job search, is, is really about 80, maybe even higher, 80% of, of the battle. If you tell yourself, oh, this is such a pain in the butt, you know, I hate this, I'm so frustrated, I can't handle the rejection, um, it, will, it will be consuming. If you reframe it and use the ability to see this as part of um, an, an opportunity to learn, to grow, to meet new people, to be able to really take the time and explore all of the amazing possibilities, it will make that process not only you know, a lot less dreaded, but it will open up other opportunities as well. So, you know, start putting yourself into the mindset of what would the future Samuel look like? What would the future Lauren look like? And keep, 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 you know, every time that it doesn't work out, ask yourself, you know, if I want to create this future Jane or Bob or whoever that is, how am I going to get there? If I am essentially, you know, stopping or quitting or spending my energy being frustrated. So there is a lot of reframing that comes in and it is all worth it. It, it may not look like it while it's happening, but that is a great formula for building character, which you will need at this point in your life and for the rest of your career. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's, thank you so much for that. I mean, thank you so much for your time. Those, those were impactful. This is an impact session. Like, wow. That, you know, you just, uh, it just, it's it just, you know, lots of insight, lots of insight. I'm just, I'm just here. Wow. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for this session. I mean, so, you know, how do we find you? How do we get to you? How do we get to engage you? You know, where can we find you? You can always find me on LinkedIn. Um, absolutely. I do have a newsletter. I'll, I can give you the link if you want to put it in the show notes. Um, okay. I give away tons of tips and tricks and all kinds of fun things. I usually have a video in there, which is um, pretty goofy, but also filled with value. And um, I have a lot of um, information about how my program works, and it's on my website, PortfolioRocket.com. PortfolioRocket.com. I'll be sure to add that to the notes, the podcast notes. 
Um, so, you know, our audience, you must know that Lauren was actually the first person to reach out to this show to do a recording. I was super excited when I had that and just look, we've had our session already. So I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for this session. Um, like I said, when this started, super excited. This was, you know, this was like a peak moment for me. Wow. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for being such a wonderful host. And thank you, audience, for listening. Okay. So I say probably if we've got one or two more concerns on our show here, you know, we go find you, you know, to come over for some other session, perhaps. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye, Samuel. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>